Peace, my brother. Derek. Young Bruce. How you doing, man? Man, feeling good, man. Feeling good. Feeling good. Ready Looking for another good, day of music is the key. How you feeling, brother? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. Feeling good as well. And I see you looking good in the music is the key hoodie. Oh, man. Yeah. Merch game is strong, man. Getting the merch really? game together. Uh, we finally got those, uh, got that merch available. So um, I put the link up at the bottom of the screen. These aren't on there yet, but I got some stickers in there, man. You know, we got some stickers. Um, all of those will be on, on the website. I'm using a temporary hosting website right now. Um, you know, the website woes but <laughs> plenty of gear man you know What's good up, little man? things like this so yeah yes, website sir. website game man merch game man we getting everything together man how how's everything going with you oh uh, brother you know i feel like i uh i almost say the same thing every time people ask me stuff like this but you know i i'm feeling good man and uh just trying to put a positive spin wherever i can you know you got good. to Tr trying to grow every day. Um, I ate a lot of fruit today, so I feel real good. You know, um, yeah, <laughs> pineapple, honeydew, cantaloupe, grapes. That's good. Raspberries, blueberries, I, strawberries. I ate none of that. You know what I ate? That's um, funny that you say that. I had these. You. Know? <laughs> hey, if I had some of those, I would have ate some of those too. Hey, man. Yeah, I, I jumped off of my. I had to jump off my diet a little bit. I, I just needed something sweet, man, and I didn't want to eat any. Uh, Sour Patch Kids. So uh, I went to the Golden Oreos. <laughs> Man, has um, has the uh, the Postal Fairy visited you lately? Uh, no, nah, I really have been ordering anything. Um, any everything I've been ordering, man, has just been more so uh, samples. Um, trying to get shows and stuff together for uh, something for other. Take it uh night rides and what I say night rides other uh they might be taping projects. See, I got so much on my There's head. So much, man. Yeah. Uh trying to get all of those together, man. I hadn't really been ordering anything, man. So um everything I have today is gonna be just things that were here. That was here. Okay, uh our friend came back, man. Uh, and Cinemonics, that's how you said his last name. Cinemonics. Yeah, Cinemonics. What's all happening? Right, what's up, Cinemonics, man? Shout out to you being here. Shout out to all the uh, viewers on Twitch right now and YouTube as well. He said that's how we said. So shout out to Cinemonics. And remember, everyone, this show is 100% interactive. Interactive. So you too could join in with us, man. Just say hello to us, man. We don't bite. Um, Bruce might, but I don't, you know. <laughs> nah, nah. You know, you heard me. I'm all about the fruits and vegetables, man. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you probably got to worry about me with these golden Oreos over here, man. <laughs> Well, what you got planned for us today, Bruce? How you kicking out uh, off um, the show? You know, I'm going to go. We we saw the flyer earlier this week, and I, I heard uh, a few people ask some questions for you. You know, what's up with that flyer? I uh, told him it was Bruce's baby picture. I'm like, I don't know who this is. I'm like, I don't know, man. But I was like, that's the beauty of the show, though. That's the beauty yeah. of the show. So um, this is uh, Chris Hines, the Chris Hines combination. The title of the album is Stone Flute. Um, Chris Hines is a Dutch flautist, um, plays the flute, um, and he's like a, a star jazz and classical man in his country. Um, started out in like the late 60s, early 70s. Um, so he's kind of like a legendary, you know, musician from Holland. Um, I actually found this LP. This is one of his jazz LPs. It's a little out there, too. Um, it's very free flowing. Um, I think is a better adjective than out there. Um, and what drew me to it, I found this out in LA at Permanent Records a few years ago. What drew me to it was the colors and the kind of contrast between the green shirt and the uh, blue sky and the curly hair and the brown skin. And I really like the font as well. And this might sound kind of nerdy, but I really like the CBS, old CBS logo. I the love box like with that. the old CBS logo on there. Yo. <laughs> so uh so yeah, so this was uh this is a a Dutch jazz record by the Chris Hines combinations, all acoustic. And I'm gonna play, I'm gonna drop us off about three minutes in to the title track, Stoned Flute. All right now, music is the key. 
that's where we're going to start off things today. That's how I'm feeling. Um, the flute is my favorite um, wind instrument. Uh, tenor sax is right up there, but flute and jazz, I love, especially if it's in like a small group, um, mm. maybe like a, a quintet or a quartet. Uh, this is this is it for me. So sounds like this, uh, Chris Hines combination, stone flute and the cover. I mean, what can I say? You know, I used to look a little something like that back in the day. So maybe that's why I have an affinity affinity for it. So. I'm telling you, I told everybody, I told everybody that hit me up when they were asking me. I said, I think it's Bruce's baby picture, man. I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the but the cool thing is this though, man. I like the fact that people were asking because the main thing was is you know tell everybody hey tune in and find out what it is. That's the whole mm-hmm. purpose of this, man. We yeah. you may not be that everyday record that you see you know on the shelf or in your collection that's that's the whole purpose why for doing this show you know so music is the key and i think that the flute is literally like one of the friendliest instruments um every time you hear it it just it represents friendly it represents peace bro like you never seen nobody play a mad flute you know what i'm saying (laughs) or whistle mad for the case can you whistle mad no you can't it's no yeah, physiologically, physically impossible. You cannot almost like Steamboat over. Mickey. Remember when he was frowning? He was on that mug. It just had the little <laughs> <bounce>. <laughs> Oh man! Well, yeah, this first uh, <laughs> record I'm getting ready to drop for you guys uh, comes from good friend Ronnie Song. Um, a lot of you were asking who Ronnie Song was until you I started posting those clips yesterday, and they, oh wow, he made the day. Oh wow. He produced Najee. Oh, wow. He produced Kingdom, which is what I'm getting ready to share for you right now. And um, this song features his sister on the leads. It's called Don't Be Afraid. And um, to find out more about Ronnie's song, um, check out the Take It Out on the Groove interview I did with him October of 2018. It's episode 102. But right now we're getting ready to play Don't You Be Afraid, a, a, a brilliant gospel groove taste this for yourself let me change up some things real quick but taste that for yourself Kingdom, amazing. <laughs> That's the name of the album. And don't you be afraid. Um, 92? Nope. 86, 87-ish. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, man. man. So they were ahead of the curve with that sound, man. Well, you got to remember, um, it's the same guy who produced Najee. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yes, yes, so yes. If you yes, listen, yes. I mean, yeah, if you yes. listen, if you listen to it, it sounds like some things that happened with Najee. It's the same guy that produced the sound of music for Dayton. Um, same guy that produced work that sucker to death. Come on now, work that. I mean, Ron, Ronnie's just a, a um, Xavier, Dayton, um, gosh, uh, 
Eddie Kendricks, just so many people. Eddie Kendricks and David Ruffin, the last album that they shared together, shared on us, he produced uh, a great majority of that record, man. So, you know, that's the importance of, um, that's why I do take it out on the groove because I know a lot of times um, there are people out there that are unsung. Like we know their music, but we don't know who they are. That's what I like to focus on. Oh, wait till you see what I got coming up next. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, people create the music for it to be shared. You know what I mean? It's exactly. Not like an artist doesn't want to be kept in obscurity. You know, they want. They <laughs> oh want man, I their... got this this gospel record. But you know what was so funny, y'all? I've, this is literally the very first, <laughs> the very first thing I ever purchased. I purchased it. This is the first record I ever purchased. Wow. Wow. I purchased the album and the cassette. Very first. This is the very first time that somebody gave me money and I was able to go into a store. Because, again, you guys know I'm not going to say that everything, but I was a church kid. So when I heard the musicians, I heard some of the musicians playing this. Um, I asked them who it was and they told me. And, um, you know, that was the cool thing about growing up, man, like. You know, those are the guys who taught me, who gave me my first little things on how to mix and stuff like that. You know, church mixing and whatnot, playing instruments and things like that. But riding around with the gentleman I played for you a couple of weeks ago, Jerome Robinson, he was playing this in his car. And um, he was like, Daryl, like, this is it. He's like, this is I'm like, this is what I like. It sounds like the SOS band. He was like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. If I can share a story, SOS band, um, the uh, the Take Your Time track, when I was in high school, or maybe just out of high school, so I wasn't really up on those those sounds outside of the more you know popular. I mean that's that was popular, but it wasn't necessarily pop radio popular, um, like records like that. In this time period, in the in two thousands when I was growing up. Um, I remember I heard it the first time I ever went out to dance, right? And I didn't know the name of the song. It sounded familiar, but I didn't know the name of the song. And I remember hearing it and just being like, wow, there's places where they play music like this mm. at night. You know what I mean? And I remember that feeling. Um, so that's just kind of a pivotal moment for me. And um, I wanted to relay that back to you. Um, was that record pivotal at all for you in your um interest in music from like a material perspective, like, you know, trying to acquire music and learn about music and search music through that way, um, or did it represent anything to you? Um, it just represented, it represented the way I thought gospel music should sound. Um, to be honest with you, I, I told you outside of like the commissions and the whinings, a lot of what I heard, I really wasn't attracted to choir music much. I love the mm -hmm. voices from choir music. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I never been the ah, uh, 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 ah, ah. I never been that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like I never like ah, 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 ah. you know the choir director pointing to the different parts. You know what I'm saying? Like I never been that guy. I've always liked the contemporary sound of what you heard on the radio. And uh the thing about Kingdom and and Ronnie touched on this during the interview. The thing about Kingdom was a lot of radio stations wouldn't play their music because they sounded too secular, which mm. is it's crazy because they're sharing the same message. They're sharing mm. the message of the gospel is supposed to be the good news. You know what I'm saying? And it, and that that whole that whole um, secular yeah. religious dichotomy that existed back then for a lot of young cats now that's like an alien thing. You know what I mean? To think that it's totally you know, alien. It's it's not even a concept anymore, really, you know, and that's a part of history. It's a very important part of history. Um, a lot of create a lot of artists, you know, really um, held back or bursted forward, you know, in either direction um, because of like the, you know, all the uh, isms that are associated with doing either one. You know what I mean? And people felt pulled in different directions. And it really, um, you know, it played a large part in Black American music, and it's it's something you have to understand. I feel like to be able to, yeah, um, really understand, you know, 
the wider Dude. reach of the music, whether it be jazz, blues, um, you know, gospel, you know, what became soul, R&B. Um, yeah. Like you have to, it's foundational. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's so funny that you say that, man. The very first, <laughs> the very first album I played on, I played drums on this album. It was on a, <laughs> on this <laughs> pimp from Atlanta. His name was Cool Ace. He used to, he, he were, <laughs> he was a Muslim, but um, he, he, you know, he, he got off the path. I ain't going to judge him. Yeah, he got off the path. Um, Brian Fleming, shout out to Brian, man. Love you, Kool Ace. Um, but it was through Jazzy Faye. And um, the very first song I played the drums on was called Pimp Until I Die. And you talk about a dude <laughs> who came from church singing <laughs> and church the, to the very first time thing I recorded. I couldn't even tell my people because of that whole dichotomy that you talk about. You know, um, I just wasn't, I wasn't getting. A lot of a lot of church groups were recording out of their church. They would do live things out of their church. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cool, cool thing about now is I think Kirk Franklin made a lot of things cool. I'm, OK, we understand whatever's going on in the news now. But he made a lot of things cool musically um, for church people because he was kind of like Puffy <laughs> and yeah. kind of like remixed a lot of records. Right. Um, then after, then the- after Kirk Franklin, then we had Plies, you know, then his son Plies came in the game. You better really cut that out, thing. man. Stop that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We're gonna leave we're gonna leave Kurt alone, man. We're gonna pray for Kurt. But um <laughs> um it's just good now, man, that those, like you said, people don't have those inhibitions anymore. Like if you listen to mm-hmm. gospel music today, it sounds a lot like what you hear on the radio now, but it wasn't like that before. Um, it just wasn't. It was so much like if you did this, you were of the devil and like I fought that a lot. And even when I went to church with Mace, you know, I stopped producing because initially like his whole preaching thing was music is of the devil. So when he came back with welcome back, you know, everybody was like, yo, what's going on? You know, it's yeah, it was just, it was just, I, I, I had a lot of that in my life, man. And thank goodness that, you know, I, I had an opportunity to get down with him during that time period. And, and I'll just leave it at that. I like how you just kind of dropped that casually back when you was working with Maze. Word. Oh, man, I could drop a lot of little things like that, man. But, you know, sometimes, man, (laughs) Tiff Tiff said not plies. Uh, I could drop a lot of little things like that, man. But, um, you know, some things I keep to myself, man. I just rather show people than to tell them, man, Mm because a lot of people are here talking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, hey, peace to Josh. Uh, Thank you once again, brother, for tuning in. And And if you uh, guys are on um, Marvelous Work. YouTube right now. Bang that like button. Bang that like button. Shout out to everybody who hit the like button um, for last episode, man. It, folks are just banging that button, man. You know what I'm saying? Like a drummer. What you got next, Brucey B? Um, next up, I have a record. The only piece of music I have from this artist, um, Dave Hubbard on the mainstream label. The song is entitled BC. Uh, for those who may not know the mainstream uh, records label was a jazz label, uh, mainly jazz in the seventies. Um, it started as kind of like a, uh, a vocalist, um, you know, female contemporary vocalist thing in like the sixties um, style wise. And then it went into all different kinds of jazz directions, uh, mainly soul jazz, but some other stuff too in the seventies. Uh, um, I hate to try to, confine the music to those labels, but just trying to paint a picture. Um, This record, BC by Dave Hubbard, Dave plays a soprano. uh, I'm not sure if it's alto or tenor, but I know he at least plays soprano sax. So he's a reedman. Um, I used this record on a MLK tribute mix that I did a few few years ago. Um, You can find it on Mixcloud and the Soundcloud. Um, it's really one of my favorite things that I ever uh, created mix wise. And part of that is because this song or part of yeah, part of that, because this song, I felt um, even though this is the edited single version, it still has this feeling of uh, 
righteousness, you know, a, a, a positive righteousness that everybody can feed from, you know, not a singular narcissistic righteousness, you know, not 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 zeal, but, you know, just a, a powerful, positive feeling. It's just a righteous feeling. Um, you know, forgive me for uh, sounding kind of square explaining that, but just a good song. So Dave Hubbard, B.C., stretch that that horn line out you know until it then hit back on the one again it's just like oh man songs like that um that kind of sound it it just gets me man the uh the nice little electric piano in the back um i'm pretty sure that's electric bass but it's still in kind of like a more traditional uh uh swing style as opposed to like a soul jazz groove four four thing even though it is in 4-4, but it's not explicitly that way. Um, man, I'm sounding like a nerd right now, but that's why I love the song. The song is just like, it's a good feeling, man. And I really like how I used it in that mix as well. Um, it's funny that you talk about that mix because I was just referring somebody to that mix. Someone was asking me about, I was like, man, tell me about this Bruce Cat. And I was like, I'm going to tell you, go find this man's Martin Luther King mix. And you will understand who he is. So, Bruce, give if if you send that link, if you can send that link in the private chat, I'm gonna put it on the bottom of the screen. Also, if you can, if you can do that. If not, um, if not, that's cool too. We'll have it there next week. But I'm telling you guys, do yourself a favor and listen to that mix he put out because it is the craziest thing that you hear. And you and what were you even thirty when you made that? No, I'm not being funny. I, I say this for a That's reason. <laughs> I don't think you were 30 years old when you made that mix. Um, I may have just, just been turned, turned 30. 30 I think it was three years ago. Um, so it was just on. It was around I'm, your birthday. I'm, I'm 33 now, so I think it, it may have been three years ago. If I wasn't 30, 29, 31, something. You were 29 going into 30 making that mix. Yeah, something like that. This cat was man, like yeah, it was the craziest thing. Like. I let jazz people hear that and like older jazz people and they were just like, wow, that's right. Wisdom has no number, man. Like I'm Big only stressing that. Big so big. you guys know who you have in front of you right now. Bruce is a monster. And um, in the land of jazz, I don't say nothing. I let Bruce talk. <laughs> hey, man. You know, it's just music is the key, man. Music. Is it the is, key. man. You know what I'm saying? It is the key, man. <laughs> what's, what's, so what you got for us, brother? Well, what I have for you is, uh, as you can see here, someone wrote on this thing and it says Scrappy. Uh, I found this at a record store maybe about two years ago. I thought it was, I'm looking at it, you know, people, you know, old DJs get the rap writing and jumping on stuff. Well, the thing about this record is it's, um, it's all blue vinyl and I'm in the record store and I'm like, oh man, what is this? You know, what is this Scrappy? Well, Scrappy, this record I'm getting ready to play for you, this record was dropped in the year. There it is. It was 1988. So think about the year and think about this is the precursor to something. You're getting ready to hear it. Um, I don't know much else about this record, but what you're getting ready to hear. Check it out.
This to me is like an early precursor to techno. If you think about it, this is crazy. Where's it from? I have no idea what nothing, nothing about. Literally, I bought this record because it was blue vinyl. And then I happened to just look it up um, the other day. And I seen it was like obscene numbers. It was like obscene numbers on uh, Discogs. And I was just like, whoa. You know what I'm saying? I literally bought it just off of a whim. I'm like, wow, in 1988, somebody put out blue vinyl. This probably has to be kind of cool. That's literally I was just grabbing a bunch of stuff as I was, you know how you just dig, mm-hmm. dig, dig. And I think it was like 90 people. <laughs> you know how you go to the record store back when we were really in the record store. It was so many people in the record store and so many different people in the stands. I mean, you know, at those little stands. So I said, I mean, I'll just take a chance on this and um, I'm going to see what this is about. And when I heard it, I was just like, wow. Ah, Chicago, Illinois. Okay. Okay. That's, so that's you already fine. know they were housing already, but it's just like this was like a precursor to, uh, you know, what I'm saying. When I heard that, I was like, "Wow, man!" It's all kind of different little mixes, but this is the only little thing about it. And I was just like, "Wow!" So yeah, if you guys uh look on Discogs, look up Scrappy, uh, Freeze on Zap Records. You know, it's a pretty cool uh, number here. You know, I can only imagine what it was like to hear, you know, sounds like that um, at that time, because that was a newer sound. You know, you know what I'm saying? Sonically, it's just something different. Arrangement wise, it's completely different from music as people looked at it before. You know, sounds like nothing on the radio. Right. So I could just the excitement of hearing something like that and thinking, you know, knowing you were on the cutting edge, you know what I mean? Feeling like, wow, this is this new experience and it's new to all of us, you know? Um, you had to be initial- progressively thinking, thinking though. Like nowadays, man, people want to hear the same songs that they hear on their playlist all day. Like, you know, like that. I, I, mean, I just give that group of people a lot more credit because those, like you said, those weren't things that you heard on the radio. And they created their own sound, but you had the regional, you had regional hits back then. Also, everything wasn't so universal. Like yeah. nowadays, every sound is just like universal. Whatever's hot, that's the sound I'm going to go in the studio and make right now because it's hot. Mm-hmm. Instead of you know you kind of thinking on your own. So yeah, yeah, you know, just- I, I do that. That has definitely. Um, I think a lot of people would agree. Hurt. And, you know, it might be good in some ways, but at the same time, it's it hurts a lot of local music industries, you know, when everything has to be uniform, you know, like, why can't a cat in New Zealand, you know, have a strong fan base in New Zealand, you know, you know, or why are they being steered towards, you know, Universal Star XYZ? Um, That's why I love Oakland Soto, man. Oakland still... Oakland is still hyphy right now. And what might seem old to people who picked up on it as a fad, that's their way of life. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I love about Oakland. They're just their own little area. <laughs> they do what they do. I love that about Atlanta music, too, though, because Atlanta music, it is what it is. It's become everybody else's music now. Mm-hmm. But Atlanta's his own sound. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, growing up 
for me, um, you know, in, in the hip hop side of things like Philly, I grew up in proximity to Philly and Philly mm -hmm. to this day still has this, you know, certain sound, you know, on, on a street level outside right. of the whole, you know, trap beats thing. They have a certain style of rapping and, you know, that's really still, you know, like that battle young rock, um, yeah. you know, Rockefeller, you know, state property, you know, that kind of punchline, you know, yeah. kind of swagger thing. So it, it is cool when you do recognize, um, you know, certain areas. DC still, still got it too. Yeah, DC, DC still got that go-go too, yeah. DC's yeah. still on the go-go. That's right. I hope, I hope that go-go never goes, man. It won't go nowhere. I, I sure I sure hope because they they trying to drain all the chocolate out of the city, man. They trying, they trying, they trying, but <laughs> it ain't it ain't gonna it ain't gonna happen. They can't. It's still parts, man. That they ain't running them all out of there. It's like hold on now. <laughs> um. All right. So for the next joint I got coming up, um, this is a song that I was put on to years back, um, online on. Okplayer.com, the message boards way back. So, um, <laughs> wow, <laughs> right, yo. So I was a teenager when I found out about that. I was starting listening to different music, and like I, I don't, I found out about them. I don't know. However, I did, and so I would go on the message boards, and people would talk about music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is why I'm like 16 years old, man. 17 years old, and. uh What's your up, name on there? T I M P. <laughs> T I M P. And it's, it's a, it was an acronym for uh, production, uh, the what I called my production company when I was making beats at that age. Thriller and Manila Productions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, hey, you could tell. Hey, Thriller I wonder Manila, did we so. ever cross paths on that on that on that site, man? Maybe, man. I, I was I was on it a lot, you know, trying to gain a lot of knowledge. Um, and it was also a good lesson for me in um, in civility as well, because I would see mm. adults arguing online. You know, we're here and it's like, I don't want to be I don't want to get caught up in things like that. So, and, and, you know, and in all seriousness as well, you know, you know, just kind of learning critical thinking as well based off of certain exchanges um Bruh, that was the place like i learned at that at <laughs> off an okay player keep your music opinions to yourself because it's always somebody <laughs> yo man yo it was it was wow wasn't it, it was wow crazy. everybody you better not say nothing about prince man because everybody is like all right they will man. ride you they will ride you yeah because everybody knows more than the next man so it's just like all right you got it man like you got no. so so yeah man um but this was an instance of good a cat um originally from detroit treble free shout out to treble free an amazing producer um selector um music historian archivist um yeah shout out to treble free man um he had this song on one of his mixes um, that he had done way back, way back. Carol King, Corazon. Um, now, my parents listened to Carol King growing up. Um, they were big, you know, Carol King uh, singer songwriter type thing, type type fans. Um, and I don't know if they had this album. This is the 45, of course. Um, but I was familiar with her. So I kind of just, even though I liked the music, I didn't really think about it too much. I don't think, I didn't think I was going to like a Carol King song, but I didn't even realize it was Carol King when I heard it because it was just a groove, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so I found an LP. And then years later on a trip to Spain, actually a few years ago, um, many, many years later, actually, um, on a trip to Spain a few years ago in Barcelona, I found this in a, a secondhand shop at a whole bunch of 45s, all pick sleeve, all mostly all pick sleeve, um, Spanish pressings. Um, I pressed out of Madrid. Um, 
and the owners of the shop, they were both in their 80s. They didn't speak no English. I spoke, you know, very small amounts of Spanish. And we were able to just kind of communicate and talk about certain things. Like the man was interested to see what I was picking out, you know. And even though he didn't listen to particular kinds of music, he still knew um, the cultural references about certain artists, you know what I mean? Um, and so that was just an amazing exchange to be able to talk to somebody of that age and have them, you know, reflect their perspective on me to see how they view something. And um, yeah, so Carol King, Corazon. the break and just keeping that groove going uh, for at least two minutes, you know, before it even, you know, dropped into the further arrangement. Um, this is a uh, Spanish release only. It didn't come out in the States on a 7-inch. Uh, I believe it's only Spain, maybe other places in Europe. But uh, yeah, Carol King. So on the back, on the back there has like you can also find these albums by Carol King. And one that we had in our house growing up was um, her first album, I believe, Tapestry. Um, and I remember the cover vividly. So yeah, so when I found this, and shout out to Treble Free for putting me onto this way back and playing that seed. Um, still always putting me on the things and making me re re look at reassess things that I may have uh, looked at or overlooked. Um, yeah, man, Carol King, Corazon. Yeah, Trace I can music stories. I can see why that was on OK Player. Just off, like you said, off of that loop. Um, that that beginning, the way it starts off, I can already see people fighting to chop that up to see. Who who sampled it? Did someone end up sampling that off of there? Um, maybe. I'm sure someone did. Maybe because, some like, underground cat, as yeah. they would have said on the board back in the day. Some underground cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some backpacker. <laughs> Yo, uh, words could be so constricting and, and used in such... Backpacker. Backpack rapper. <laughs> Man. Yeah, words. Words are funny. I tell you, words are real funny. <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, what you well, got? <laughs> I'm getting ready to go to a name that's very funny. A man called Juni. Hey. Shout out to Juni Morrison. Rest in peace. Uh, this album is one of my favorite Juni Morrison albums. Um, Susie Super Groupie. <laughs> The name I'm getting ready, uh, the title track, well, the track I'm going to play for you right now is called Susie Thunder Tussie, though. <laughs> I'm not going to talk. Morrison. I'm just going to play it. You'll understand. <laughs> 
a lonely sort of place Even for a boy's first embrace Let me tell you, I'm out here from a very far away place A chance to be a star, nowhere seems to be too far We play here and there for a while I miss you, my gosh, on a bad piece of wire. Let me tell you what, we're out here with a prayer and a style. All for a chance to be a star. Say that you want me. Say that you want me, baby. Say that you want Ain't nothing else to say. <laughs> I can't hear you. Yeah, like that's it right there. Like for me, um, ain't nothing else to say. <laughs> I mean, like that feeling to me, like that's like funk. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what I'm looking for, man. Like that feeling that that gives you. Oh man. And you know, I mean, the man was just being honest, man. The man came out there late and was just letting you know what it was. Like, he came out here looking for a dream. And you know what I'm saying? He was just letting you know what it was, man. Like, that was real. People, most people, a lot of people come out here and, you know, they, they have that. That's why you get so many <laughs> people writing songs, leaving on the midnight train to Georgia. You know what yes. I'm saying? Or, or sometimes people end up on Skid Row, you know? coming out here to chase a dream and man just i remember the first time i heard that song when i was a child i was like whoa whoa whoa. so that's why i said i really don't have much words for it so uh if you can find it um i know it's available i'm gonna tell you it's kind of pricey but i think there was a re-release of this record maybe within the last two years so if you guys could find it please go out and go buy it um i know Record collectors have jacked this record up, 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 up. But um, I think there was a re-release of this, so please go out and, and purchase it if you can. Yeah, I, I want to say um, Mad Lib sampled that record for a Freddie Gibbs song. Okay. And the only reason I know that is through IG. Mm. I, I don't think I was aware of Junie's album with the with the light blue cover with uh, that famous model with the bald head. Yeah, and she's like all on him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I had I had that album, but I wasn't hip to this one. And that's how I found out about it. And it's like I saw the prices of it. You know, kind of just go up and up and up and up. And like to me, like that's so whack. Um, yeah, how people try to. Um, just place this artificial wedge between people and the music. Yeah. You know, and, and do that to extract profit, you know, from people who truly love it. You would hope they truly love it, you know, or who want to love it. You know what I mean? Do you know about, um, NFTs, NFTs? No, I don't heard about NFTs. We'll talk about that a little bit next show, but NFTs, um, NFTs are bringing the power back to the creator. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit next show because mm-hmm. that could be pretty deep. But uh, I, I, I put the Record Fairy sister on to um, NFTs because I mean, anybody who creates anything, you need to start looking into NFTs. And, and we'll get into that next week. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah, yeah we'll get into that. Man, I'm always on technology, always looking, trying to figure out, you know, Especially anybody that's creating any content, anything, you need to look into NFTs. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. And that's what, we, you know, we want to promote. We want to promote people, um, you know, progressing and making smart decisions, um, moving towards, um, you know, being able to do what, what it is that they feel they're compelled to do. You know what I mean? We want, you know, to pe- put people in the best situations 
um, for them to do those things. We we want to make that, you know, just a general feeling in general. Yeah, music is the key, you know, for all creatives and all different kinds of, not just creatives, but um, thinkers and uh, yeah, just anybody who, whatever it is, your thing, whatever your thing, <laughs> just do it. You know, it sounds very simple, but that's how strong that message is, you know, when James Brown said it, you know, it's your thing, you know. Um, it's real. Like, do your thing. Do your thing. That's real. You know, we we want people to be able to do that, and um, you know. So yeah, man. NFTs next week. We're looking forward. Yeah, to Yeah, look into uh, those NFTs, man. We have a discussion about those, man. Like I said, I I could talk about it right now, and and people will be like, "What what the f, Daryl?" But um, <laughs> what the nf? Yeah. But yeah, with the NFT, because you might want to look into it for real, for real. But we'll have a nice discussion next week. We're, we're looking forward to that. Um, so this next one, uh, and I don't really know why I'm playing the, the seven inch now that I pulled the LP out. Mm. Um, but Emilio Santiago uh, from Brazil, we're heading down to Brazil once again. And this is his album, Comigo. Uh, Asim, and it's his. It's one of his best albums. He's uh, he started out as a a samba cat early on, but he always had a kind of this R and B groove to him as well. It's like it's a perfect mix of samba and like R and B um, to me. And like I said, I don't know why I'm playing the seven when I just realized remembered I had the LP because the LP sounds a whole lot better than the seven. Um, and that is because on Brazilian sevens, a lot of times they press them at 33 and then it's two songs. It's an EP. So it's two songs on each side, you know, and depending uh, how the mixing was or what label it came from is going is what's going to determine, you know, the sound quality of that pressing, you know, whether it's a, a muddy mix or, you know, bright and defined with a decent low end or solid mids. And my copy, it's a little worn, um, but it's one that I have just in case I want to do like gigs somewhere and I can't pack this many records. So it's like the seven got two of my favorite songs on the album on it. So it's like bet it up. I'm going to grab that joint. Nice price. You know what I'm saying? Um, so Emilio Santiago, uh, Comigo, I seem, I don't know what that means. I can't tell you right now without my translator. This is the Japanese pressing. Um, and I got it from, dang, shout out to my man, Ed Lampkin out of uh, Sacramento. Um, Sacramento in the house. I know I Ed Lampkin. Is he on Instagram? Yeah, man. I, he I'm always use the looping, looping. Yes, yes. I've been dealing yes, with him for man. years. He's a cool cat. Yeah. yeah, real, real cool cat, man. I had a chance to meet him um, out in L.A. when I went out there for the Marcos Valley show okay. uh, a couple of years ago, two years yeah. ago. But um, I'm forgetting the name of his record shop, his online record shop. Um, man, I'm so sorry. But I should know yeah. it also. I'm, I'm about to look it up. It has something to do with peppers. It, extra spicy, extra yeah. spice, extra Hold spice, on extra spice. I think that's it. Extra spice re records. I think the, you're uh, correct. I think you're correct. Yeah. So shout out to them uh, for shipping to me this Japanese Brazilian pressing or Brazilian Japanese pressing of Emilio Santiago's Comigo Scene. I'm going to be playing the song new balanço do train and that is like in the swing in the swing of the train i guess it's like some kind of saying in the swing of a train uh it's a loose translation don't uh pin me to it but what are we gonna say brother all spice records all spice all yeah. spice yes yeah. yes all spice shout out for hooking a brother up um with this awesome album and uh and here we go No balanço do trem. Foi no balanço do trem, tem. No apertou do trem, tem. Foi no balanço do apertou do trem. 
Então diga, meu bem, que eu sei que tem Foi no balanço do trem, bem É num apertou do trem, bem Foi no balanço do apertou do trem Então diga, meu bem, que eu sei que tem Incha, vira, se aperta se estrepa O meu corpo no afeco, peteca Não consigo encostar meu pé no chão E no canto uma roda de sueca Um malandro desceu onde não quer Eu subi, mas cadê minha mulher? Um malandro desceu onde não quer Eu subi, mas cadê minha mulher? Foi no balanço do trem Não aperto do trem Foi no balanço do aperto do trem Não diga, meu bem, que eu sei que tem Foi no balanço do trem Não aperto do trem Foi no balanço do aperto do trem Não diga, meu bem, que eu sei que tem Puxa, puxa, não pisa, bala, baleiro Um é dois, quatro, custa dez, cruzeiro A gilete levou meu moço no, I don't know the lyrics, I'd have to look them up, but like, it just has this driving, real driving groove, and to me, whatever he's singing about, um, the feeling I get from his vocals is one of like empowerment, like it's like, you know, almost like a, you know, let's get it, you know, what's ours, you know, um, and when I say let's get it, it's ours, I mean, you know, people of the world, you know what I'm saying? Who trying to live, you know, who want peace and justice for all. Like, let's get it, it's ours, you know, and it's just like a the horns in the background, hold on. They just dropped out. But yeah, the arrangement builds up and it builds up um like a little engine that could, you know what I'm saying? And that's just the vibes, you know, give me real people power vibes. So yeah, Emilio Santiago. Uh, new balance with Dutrem. He's not even talking about what I make it, you know, make it seem he's talking about, but that's how it that's how it feels to me. You know? What attracted so. you to what attracted you to Brazilian music? Um that is Brazilian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um just the different rhythms. Um I really like percussion and the influence that like American jazz or the jazz um had on brazilian music mm -hmm. i feel like kind of created a certain link for me and um it just kind of spread from there i can't really pinpoint it but um it just seems to me like brazil is almost musically like the united states in a sense um where there was a whole lot of different styles of music being you know created and really, you know, on like the forefront, you know, really just creating new sounds. And um, our music industry had a lot of that here and also had it down in Brazil. It seemed like just, um, you know, with the African influences, meeting, you know, certain European um, melodic qualities and, and different, instru different instruments then being reinterpreted and then with African sensibilities, uh, mixing that with the indigenous um, so it was a similar sort of sort of cycle um, or pattern that, you know, um, Brazil went through in its history. That was almost that was very much like um, America's. Mm. Um, and so the music to me is just real interesting. I'm always learning about new sounds, new artists, and it's just a deep well. And I, I think I I think. Um, I started to notice that early on and it was like, you know, I've just been trying to learn what I can ever since, you know. Um I actually I mean I gotta do some more more readings and whatnot. Uh, I need to do some deeper studies. But yeah, I'm you do a great job at it, man. You do a great I'm job at it. Keep sharing those rhythms, man. <laughs> Schooling us to this sound that some of us don't know, including myself. Uh, I, I what I know about Brazilian music I've learned from you, so I appreciate you. Hey man, you put me on to so much as well. Um, if I can shout you out real quick, the one record that you put me on that's been like a staple with me, I heard you play it out at uh, Taste the Music when we were over at um, Postman Spot. Okay. Uh, Downtown Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, the Ozone struck my thing. Man, that record, I had never heard that before. And it just it had that 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 same yes, um, it had that same like 
feeling to me like I described with that Emilio Santiago joint, like that same just kind of, I know the lyrics aren't, you know, talking about this kind of empowerment, but it's just like, well, it is in a sense. Cause it's like, yo, just strut my thing. Let me do my I thing. Like, like I was talking about earlier. Like it's like, it's just thing. a very uh, emancipatory song. It um, is. If you will. It is. Yeah, that's a jam, man. And you put me onto that, man. So it big is. ups, brother. Big ups. Shout out to music. Shout out to music. Um, I'm getting ready to play some right now. This ain't no obscure R&B. It's just one of those groups that um, I think they had maybe two albums. I know I got this record. Um, no, nah, I think this was it for them. Um, this record, and then they put out some singles from this record because I know it's a blue cover um, visions also. But um, the the song I'm getting ready to play for you, uh, it was on um. Polydor. So a lot of these records were records I got from um, my aunt because she worked with them many years ago. So they would still uh, funnel a lot of those records over to her when she was at Warner's. So um, what I'm getting ready to do right now is play this song called Missing You. Um, I don't know why I've always liked this song and I'm getting ready to share it. Well, you know, it's in me. When you hear it, it's in my groove wheelhouse. So you'll know. We've been together for a long time, baby. And baby, you've been away from me. And I just want to tell you that I've been missing you so bad. And I just wanted you to come back to me. I got something like you just for you. type of r&b right there man that is my type of r&b all day man like i love songs that let you know uh what you listening to um and she just being right up with you straight up with you um i've been missing you um the question on the screen was what year is this i want to say it's 1987 i want to say it's 1987 because that's normally where i go and this is 1989 so i knew it was right in that in that area but I, it's a lot of little songs like this, like this on this album, man. So uh, it's not a hard album to find. I'm sure you'll find it in any dollar bin because a lot of people just will just pass over it because it's not a group that most would know about. So if you have the opportunity, um, if I'm sure you can go to Discogs and find it for the cheap, cheap. Um, but this is like one of my favorite groups. So Visions. Um, I don't know any backstory on them because I wasn't in the studio with them, but this is some good music. <laughs> I can't hear you good, sir. I didn't realize Polydor was rocking in 89. I thought they were Polygram by that point. I thought it was Polygram. Yeah, that's such, such a classic, you know. No need to switch it up, you know. I always think of Isaac Hayes. <laughs> yeah. I think I yeah, yeah, yeah. Right after Stax he was. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I'm actually uh fresh out of selections, brother, and I think the this was perfect timing. Um uh, a great way to, you know, take us out and cause we'll be missing you all, you know, on Twitch and YouTube. 
bang and, that like uh, button. Bang that like button. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, and until next week, you know. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Hey, I don't have nothing else to say. Get your merch. Get your merch. Um, you'll see it. I'll make sure I put all the links, all the merch links in um, in the YouTube stream and on the um, SoundCloud stream. So it'll be there. But that's it for me, man. I look good. I know that much. Look at me. <laughs> you see that confidence? <laughs> you too can get that in a music is the key hoodie. You know, you know what I'm saying? I got the t-shirt on up under here yeah. too. That's what's yeah. even crazier. You can get that confidence when you're drinking out of that mug too. <laughs> I think so. Sip your merch. Sip your merch. Yeah. Even though I had no water in here this time. (laughs) I hope I didn't the way I turned it over. (laughs) Man, you guys have a great week. Peace, y'all. Bruce, how you take us out? You normally take us out with that proverb that you drop. What's the proverb? What's the proverb? You normally say something. Music is the key. Um, With your Don Cornelius voice. Hold on. Somebody said something. Peace, man. If, if you are looking to set yourself free, then music is the key. See what I'm saying? <laughs> Y'all be cool. <laughs>